Disclaimer, any content of this podcast does not necessarily reflect the principles adhered to by the Loyola School's Office of Guidance and Counseling. When the going gets tough, just remember that you're always enough. Welcome back, EQN cuties, and thank you for sticking with us this far in our digital journey together. Just hold on a little longer as we are just weeks away from reaching the end of this extraordinary school year. The past months and weeks sure weren't easy, but here we are, making it out alive, still breathing and all that, and getting even stronger every single day. Right, so if you cuties are in need of a much-needed excuse to avoid your modules, that joke lang, just go do your modules, then don't you worry because Psyche's got the best news for you. Once again, I am Trini Daka from 2BS Psychology. And I am Tara Royer from 2AB Psychology. And together, we will be your hosts for this. The final episode of EQNU, Ateneo Psyche's first ever podcast series. Alright, so for the past episode, I was not around because I needed some time. And just as EQNU advocates, it's okay to take breaks. And that's exactly what I did. So... I'm fine now, if you guys are wondering, I'm very good now, and I am back here. And speaking of EQ and you, actually, if you guys forgot, or if it's your first time here, EQ and you is a podcast series that aims to educate listeners on the positive impacts of investing in their mental health, particularly on their attitudes towards themselves and others. Yes, that's right, Kara, and welcome back. Through these episodes, just a reminder, we in Atenea Psyche hope that our EQ and cuties will learn how to develop both individual and relational skills. Skills that they can use to improve in their own and even others' well-being during these difficult times. So for our previous three episodes, we've dwelt on the issues and implications of burnout, pressure, and the limitations of compassion and empathy in our everyday lives as students. Yes, that is right, Tara. And let's have a little throwback. Yeah. Throwback whatever they Throwback is, of what happened. So, at first, we learned how to beat something up. And that yeah. was... Burnout! Burnout. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We beat it up. And... Yeah, we still feel burnout, but at least we know better about it. We're more yeah. aware. That's what's important. And what did we learn next after that? After that, we actually befriended someone. Actually, no, right, something. Right. And that is pressure. Because right. pressure is really rampant now, especially in this online setting. But look at us now. We're hashtag besties. Yes, so we're good. We love that. We love that. And... After that, you were, while you were taking your break, we actually yeah. had to set some limits. Despite making friends and befriending that one thing, we need to set limits, especially in terms of compassion and empathy in our everyday lives. So we really learned how to be kinder to others, so very much yeah. needed in this pandemic situation. So yes, and if you wish to know more about these three different yet interconnected topics, we encourage you to check out our episodes Beating Burnout, Befriending Pressure, and Limitations of Compassion, all streamable on Spotify right here, right now. Spot on as always, Queen. Now, onward to our final episode, we will be talking about building bridges and relationships in this virtual setup. Let's be real. During this pandemic, our communication with other people are like super limited. So it's really hard to maintain and even build relationships. Yes, I agree. And I don't know, I feel like it's so important that we maintain having friends and being sociable because that's true humans are social creatures as we all know and 
kind of hard socializing with yourself every day. Yeah. So, I think it's really important that we need to build these bridges, these imaginary bridges, even if it's through our laptop screens. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes on our laptop screens, like your friends can be putting on some filters that will make you laugh, and that's all yeah. that matters because they brighten up your day. And I don't know, it's just fun to make friends, right, Dara? Yeah, of course, because we are all in isolation. And that's really what we need right now. Relationships, communicating with others, because we'll get even more sad <laughs> if we don't have friends to talk true, to true. online. But thankfully, we do. Online, I mean, we have our laptops, we have our phones. Let's know more about this. What, what yeah. do you think, Kara? Yeah. We th- okay, we and we luckily should. enough for us, since we're so we're such curious, curious cats or something, uh-huh. we have a guest speaker. So, our esteemed guest for today stands out from all the individuals we've talked to in the previous episodes. That's Ooh. right. And you know what? He finds joy in his ever active involvement in numerous organizations and initiatives both in and out of school okay so for starters he's the assistant executive director of talang delisay okay wow first of all wow wow moreover um he is the member of the ateneo debate society varsity okay okay wow this guy <laughs> he is also the assistant vice president for member involvement in the Ateneo Environmental Science Society. Okay, wow. Sorry na, sorry na. <laughs> most importantly, he is a student. Okay. Oh my. Alright, so I think that is what you call a literal BS org. <laughs> And hey, did you know? Our guest speaker also spoke for the Filipino star ngayon. He was even part of the panel discussion on mental health with the Doc Gia season. Oh my god. Wow. That is so mind-blowing. To be speaking to our speaker today. Like right? how how do you even get to do all of that? I get to be honest with everyone. I can't even finish my own module. <laughs> That is a mood. This is not even Same. a joke. I am very behind. I how do you Wow, my professors may be listening. So hello to my professors. I'm tired. <laughs> But anyway, I'm sure having these many outstanding commitments entails a lot of constant interactions with different kinds of people each day, right? Yeah, that's true. And while creating new friendships and connections are often life-giving, I am sure that it does get tiring at times to need to nurture all these relationships ty- simultaneously with, for example, the members of your org, especially in an online setting. So, how does our guest speaker get to do it? How does he manage to build and maintain his own virtual bridges with the people around him? So, without further ado, let's hear the answers from the man himself. EQ and Cuties, let us welcome Javi Del Mundo. Yay! Hello! Nice to be here. I'm very happy to be here. I love this podcast. It's amazing. You two hosts are great. Thank so, you. Oh, thank you so much. to discuss about building relationships with y'all. Hey. Yes, thank you for being here. So, first of all, how do you balance? Wow. I just, wow. I'm in shock with the amount of balancing you're doing. All so, the work. How are you feeling at this very moment? So this week has been actually be has actually been pretty good. Uh, I just celebrated my birthday and then oh. I got to see a lot of my friends. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Thank you. I really appreciate that. And then um, academics haven't been too bad except for one of my subjects. He who shall not be named, but mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Alright. Oh, right. <laughs> it's okay. We'll all have a good But week. But I super love that. I love the whole good vibes radiating mm-hmm. from you, and I'm so glad that you had an amazing week. So yes, yes. I honestly believe that we all deserve a few good weeks every once in a while. True. 
Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Preach. Preach. Okay, <laughs> so, anyways, aside from having to balance all of this, people are involved in this. And mm-hmm. we gotta balance being with others as well. So, let's delve into this whole topic on relationships and building these bridges. So, for you, actually, I want to ask, um, why is it important to stay connected with others, especially during now, this whole pandemic situation? Yeah. So, something interesting that I noticed you mentioned is the distinction between building relationships in real life and online. And yeah. I think that an important thing that you have to make is all relationships are relationships, regardless of whether they were made in person or virtually. And all relationships can be equally as valid. Of course, there will be differences. But by looking at them as, okay, I need to um, focus on this relationship because this means a lot to me, regardless of whether it's online or not. That's how you're, that's the right perspective and that helps you end up building it more. So, yeah. Wow. All right. That point that all relationships yeah, are relationships. Yeah. That's no true. matter what. Yeah. Although so, that is a given fact that all relationships are still relationships. Um, has this pandemic ever impacted your relationships in both positive or negative ways? Yes. So if you guys know the different love languages, yes. uh, there is like gift giving, quality time, all of that. I'm a quality time and physical affection type of person. Meaning I love to hug my friends, I love to hang out with them, make up with them while walking, stuff like that. And suddenly that is gone completely, 100%. I can't be with them. And so even in the most basic form of showing affection to the people you care about, that has to change. But it can change and be replaced by something else. So, for example, instead of maybe giving physical affection, you can send your friends gifts of uh, two bears hugging, for example, which I think is really Yeah. So, I think that the pandemic has affected relationships in a lot of ways, forcing an adaptation. But I don't think it's necessarily positive or negative. I think it's just different. And to give a bit of substance to this, I have made several really, really good friends who I trust with a lot of my heart completely online. Like, I've never met them in real life. I don't know how tall they are. I don't know um, (laughs) if they're using like a filter or something 24-7. I don't know if if that's how they actually look like. But regardless of all of those physical things, I know that emotionally, I was able to connect to them. And so I think that the pandemic does offer unique challenges, but it also gives us the unique ability to overcome these challenges. Wow, I love that. Like, that's so true that the platform just changed, but it's the same love, it's the same vibe. And you really made these friends, like you've never met them in real life. But then you guys were tight ass. Yeah, how do you do that actually? Because that's not that... Um, common, ah, because other people would think that oh, it's hard to um maintain or build relationships online because you haven't really like physically met them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how do you do that? Um, well, one thing to take note is a lot of people are scared to make friends because I, I mean, of course, there's like a wide slew of reasons. So this is a generic overgeneralization. But people are worried that other people don't want to be friends with them. Or they're scared to like reach out to people because you know everyone's burnt out, people are tired, maybe they don't want to have a conversation with them. But if everyone is in that kind of state where they want to make a friend but they're afraid or they don't know how, then if you reach out their hand, your hand to them, they will grab it for sure. Friendship, like how I view friendship, it's a two-way street. It's communication from both sides. And so you can um, extend your hand as much as you want and it's up to the other side if they're gonna grab it and accept your friendship, right? But in this case, because people do crave for companionship, even without the physical aspect, it's more likely that they will be willing to take your offer and be your friend. So that's how I feel like friendships can be created, and that's how you can start friendship. Growing friendships is a wholly different thing, but yeah, if ever uh, any of the listeners here 
scared about reaching out to someone, just know that maybe they want someone to reach out to them as well. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Very wise words. Wow. <laughs> Those are beautiful words, I must say. And wow. <laughs> I feel like Owen Wilson at this very moment. Wow. But it's yeah. so, that's really so nice to hear. And I feel like a lot of people must hear this and thankfully we have our listeners right here and right now so in making these connections like is there a right or like is there a choosing of a right person to make friends to or like how would how would you stay in connection with us yeah so well um i think that if you're like looking at it from objective perspective mean taking out all emotions or whatever the best way to do it would be to shotgun. Try to become friends with as many people as you just can. Just shoot your shot. <laughs> just, just, just ask. Just send, send a message. Hey, do you want to be my friend? And if they say yes, then you got a friend. So can I do that, that with my crush? Uh, most likely. <laughs> but then, bakal Oh my. Uh, you never know. Okay. <laughs> That's just me All talking. right. But okay. Yeah. No. Okay. But. Objectively, that's probably the most reliable way to do it. But, you know, humans aren't robots. We can't just, like, you know, suck up our feelings of hesitation and pabebenes and shyness and just message everyone we know, right? And so, when it comes to choosing a friend, I think my advice would be to choose someone you're genuinely interested in. Not romantically, it can be any form of interest. But choose someone that you genuinely want to get to know better or someone that you genuinely want to cheer on because that means regardless of whether or not they accept your friendship you're still going to be happy for them right so hypothetically let's say again hypothetically let's say you have a friend who's achieving a lot uh doing a lot of amazing stuff with their orgs and stuff like that but because you because they're so busy with their orgs you slowly distance, you slowly, like, the distance between you two increase. But because they're your friend and because you're proud of them, you still find joy in seeing them excel. So the same way goes for someone that might not even be your friend. Maybe you're interested in them because you think that this person is really, really cool. You think this person has achieved a lot and this person can grow in so many more ways. And so you want to be their friend. And let's say they reject your offer. Well, regardless of whether or not they reject your offer, you can still cheer them on from the sidelines. You can still uh, hope that they're doing well, right? But the first thing you have to do is send them your offer in the first place, yeah. right? Without that, they can't even reject or they can't even accept, right? Right. That's and true. Like, it's not like you have anything to lose when your main intention is just to, you know, message the person and check up on them I guess or cheer them on and all of that yeah that's so true yeah although um, what if there are instances like for example you're interested in getting to know a lot of people mm-hmm. do you think there's a potential for building too many virtual bridges to like for it to become toxic in the long run okay so how toxicity works in I, I might be jumping ahead a bit but how toxicity works in building relationships is if it is draining you and you don't think that the communication is good enough for you to communicate to the relationships that is draining you, right? And so if you look at it from when you're building the friendship, something that you probably want to be establishing, especially because it's online, it's good communication to make sure that when you talk, there's a clear line of what you're trying to say and the person understands what you're trying to say and you're comfortable saying these things. Right. That way, when if you do feel like okay, maybe I'm being a bit too drained, you can send them a message. Hey, um, uh, sorry, I might not be emotionally available this week because I feel really drained. And again, if you're able to establish that clear line of communication from the start, it should be, it should feel natural for you to be able to open up like that. However, um, of course, I want to make the caveat that there are people that will have a hard time um, being honest and upfront and clearly communicate their feelings and that's perfectly normal especially with online you know there's so much hesitation because you don't know what the person on the other side is doing with your message right like what if they're screenshotting your messages and sending it to their friends ah look at this guy look at this guy's doing yeah Yeah. so 
My advice would be, if you want to get to know a lot of people, try to start small and expand slowly. So you can get to know all of those people, but you want to first build trust with a few select people. That way, if it does get draining, you can you have people that you can always talk to about it. And as you build trust with these people, once the uh, bond is already pretty strong, you can continue to be friends with these people, but you can also work on your other friendships as well. So that's how you can make friends with multiple people while focusing on a few people at a time. And once you have focus on them, once you have a clear line of communication, it should be easy sailing from there. Right, right. I love that. And it's nice to have that group of people you trust, be yeah. it like one person or two people, as long as there is someone that you can hold on to. But with that, like I want to ask also, how do we build up to that? Like, how do we build a stable virtual bridge? Because yun nga, we're here online and we have limitations. Can, can, yeah, like how yeah. can we form healthy relationships with one another? So, uh, as Bob the Builder once said, you can make a bridge <laughs> using multiple materials. I mean, I don't think he said that, but <laughs> the, the idea is... Bob, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. <laughs> so, um, there are multiple ways to build bridges, and I'm sure you all know that we all have our own different ways of building bridges, making connections, right? But one thing that I want to highlight in making connections online is understanding. Uh, you have to make sure that you are relatively understanding of the other person's position. Meaning, if they seen zone you or they deliver zone you, that does not mean they hate you. Nor does that mean they don't want to talk to you. Nor does that mean they don't want to make time for you. Because, again, if you approach it from the position of understanding, you know that, okay, maybe they won't reply to my message now, but that doesn't mean I can't send them another one or that doesn't mean they'll they won't reply to it later right and having giving yourself that allowance to breathe because normally we overthink right we pressure ourselves shucks was my message not interesting enough yeah, yeah. was it yeah do they hate me did i say something wrong right we constrict ourselves so instead i suggest give ourselves room to breathe. it's okay like they'll reply in their own time if they don't maybe they were really busy that's perfectly fine right and you know what? If they are really busy, I'll shoot them a message. I'll shoot them a. You can do it. And then it's like a cat whose arms are like extended. Yeah. You can do it. It's a motivational cat. Yes, the Facebook cat. So, you know, <laughs> small gestures like those can really help in expanding a friendship that might not have actually been expanded upon. Because maybe they see that message and they're like, wow, I, I, I actually did need support today and so this person really helped me a lot and they're gonna appreciate you more but again you know you shouldn't view uh friendships as okay i'm gonna send this so they appreciate me more instead you should view it from the perspective that okay i'll send this because i think that's what's best for the friendship and if it doesn't work out that's perfectly fine because i know that i did what i thought was best so yeah like not expecting something from the other because mm-hmm. you just want to give them anyways. Wow. Okay. Um, All right. Sorry, if I can just add one thing. Go lang, sure, go, lang. go, go, go. Uh, I'm sure for some readers, say, saying that those words like, oh, don't expect anything because all you want to do is give. Maybe that sounds a bit toxic. And um, people might have hesitations about that. Oh, true. But yeah. uh, let me reframe it a bit instead of saying you're not getting anything you're getting the thought that you are supporting someone that you admire or someone that you want to be friends with if you're not friends with them already right and while that might just be a small win it should console you a bit that you reach out your hand to them it's up again it's up to them if they want to reach back but you can sleep well knowing that you did your best and i think that that should give you the support you need to keep going and keep trying to make new friends or keep trying to just be yourself. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I I love that whole reframed statement. Actually, I love this whole podcast. This is actually <laughs> Javi Mundas podcast. Yeah. EQ and you. But yeah, jokes aside, um, 
really beautiful words from you and we are so excited to hear more but let's take a break let's breathe a little think about our friends out there Um, who will probably message shooter shot maybe maybe yeah like take this break to like Malenyo, when you message that one person, they'll reply to you this time during the break. You never Think know. About it. Think about it in this break. So we'll be right back. Alright, welcome back EQ and Cuties. I hope that you had a restful break even though if that was like 5 minutes, 10 minutes, I don't know. But going back to what we have been talking about, relationships, building virtual bridges. Now we are getting into the conflict side, the problem side of this. Um, my first question for you, Javi, is um, what kind of conflicts do you think can arise within your interpersonal relationships? Can I just say, this is a very interesting part of the uh, yes. segment, right? Because you notice how we were talking about building relationships and then the next part is conflict. But are we gonna talk about the benefit? Sorry, the good parts. How do you make like good memories? No, not really, right? And that's because yeah. something about like the human brain is we tend to like really focus on the conflicts because we think that relationships are uh, destroyed by the conflicts. When sometimes it's destroyed because there weren't enough good memories or there weren't enough bonding moments, enough heart-to-hearts, right? But, um, so yeah, we can talk about the conflicts because I think conflicts are very interesting. So, in most cases, in almost all cases, conflict arises from miscommunication between two parties, right? While, yes, conflicts can be spurred on by external factors, like, let's say, from a regular friendship uh, suddenly one of them's going abroad hypothetically that can that can be an example of what will lead to a conflict but the reason the conflict begins is because the person going abroad is unable to properly communicate their feelings or thoughts to the person that's staying or vice versa you know the the miscommunication can happen on both sides now this might seem like an oversimplification oversimplification of conflicts But that's why conflicts normally, oh sorry, not normally, but that's why some conflicts end up in like people getting mad and shouting at each other and stuff like that. It's because they're really trying to show the other side their point. And so they're using anger as a tool to better showcase their point or show how much their point means to them, right? But then the other side doesn't get it. So they get angrier and angrier and angrier. And then they say, okay, I don't want to talk. Right. Yeah. And so, when it comes to miscommunication, when it comes to conflict online, this is really, really scary. Because if someone doesn't want to talk, they can just mute you. They can just turn off their phone, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So what you want to do is make sure to not let it get to that point. I mean, of course, if they are not in the mood to talk because they still need to process their emotions, that's valid. But you don't want them to be ignoring you out of spite or anger because of miscommunication. So how do you do that? First, try to be honest to yourself about your feelings in this situation. Um, a lot of times, miscommunication happens. And I'm sure you psych majors can better explain this. But you have an emotion that you feel, but you're trying to hide it. But it still manifests itself in that friendship. And it manifesting is what leads to the miscommunication, right? Uh, I'm sure there's a term. Do you guys know it? Uh, pop quiz, pop quiz. Is there a term? Uh, sir, sorry. Sir, not, not right now. Sir. <laughs> uh, sorry, sir. Uh, mental block, mental block. <laughs> That's okay. That's perfectly fine. But so by being honest to yourself, you avoid that from happening. Um, Oh, there. Uh, someone in the crowd said projection. <laughs> yeah, we're my crowd. <laughs> my audience. But yes, so projection. Um, another thing that you have to do is be honest to your friend or partner, whoever works for you, right? And this is probably the hardest one because there are a lot of people that build up walls. We build up walls protecting our emotions from being communicated because we want to protect ourselves. Because if we communicate our emotions, we're showing vulnerability, and the other party might hurt us through that vulnerability, right? 
right? And so I'm not recommending you do this all times, but I'm stressing the importance of doing it, okay? And avoiding miscommunication. Because imagine, let's use the example from a while ago, one person's going abroad. What if the person staying in the country thinks that the person is going abroad and doesn't care about the friendship? That's why they're so okay with going abroad because it doesn't seem to affect them. But in reality, deep inside, it really does affect the person who's leaving, right? And so you have to be honest with the other person in the party. But if that's not possible, and of course there will be times where that's not possible, the next thing to do would be to reg- to regulate how you speak your part. And this means, this is like a basic anger management or basic stepping away giving yourself breathing space because maybe your emotions are adding too much edges edges to your words and that this can um, manifest in different ways it's not just shouting or all caps messaging them or crying on call this can manifest in being passive aggressive this can manifest in being emotionally unavailable to that friend this can manifest in ignoring them or um, backstabbing them so you have to regulate these kinds of kind of unhealthy ways of showing your emotion because they can be harmful to the other party and they can add on to the miscommunication issue that's happening. But the thing is, this happens both ways, right? So you can be honest with yourself, you can be avoiding these kinds of unhealthy ways of showing your emotion and you can be honest with the other person, but if they're not doing the same to you, then conflict can still arise, miscommunication can still happen. But you can be confident that it's not your fault to a certain degree. You did your best. You were honest with yourself. You were honest with the other person. You, the ball was in their court, and they tried to shoot a three-pointer from halfway across the world, and they missed. So when it comes to situations like that, there's not much you can do. But you can try to still be there for them as long as it's not toxic. You can still try to say, okay, um, I don't think that we're getting anywhere. Um, it's very clear that you kind of don't want to listen to me right now, and that's perfectly fine. I'll give you a bit of space. And they're like, no, I don't want space. I want you. I want your friendship or whatever. Well, you know, I think in that case, it's your decision to make what you think the right thing to do with me. And I, uh, based off of like a very hypothetical scenario, I'd probably still give them space either way just so they can process their own emotions and so they can go through the process of being honest with themselves then be honest with you preventing themselves from showing their emotions in a toxic manner yeah so that's how uh conflicts manifest and this happens a lot online because a lot of miscommunication can happen right right yeah it's super important to really express what you're feeling but to a certain extent mm-hmm. right um with that you mentioned toxicity like how would you know um that um it's become toxic or how would you know like when to step back out of this whole situation already or step away from the situation okay so i had a speech like a long time ago about creating holistic environments and this is where i'm going to introduce the concept of safe spaces and holistic environments where holistic environments should be places where you're comfortable communicating how you feel, you're comfortable being silent, and you feel like you can trust the other person, the per- person on the other end of the line. So this this can mean anything from a good friendship to a good relationship with your parents, maybe to a good relationship with the guidance counselor. Right now, um, holistic relationships are important because they are the opposite of toxic relationships. So in general, you want to pull yourself towards holistic relationships. Now this means that you don't really want to be in the middle, in between toxic and holistic relationships. You generally want to be pointing towards the holistic side. So if you start feeling like, okay, this friendship is really, really draining me. Okay, I don't feel safe in this friendship. Okay, I can't tell this person what I'm feeling. Okay, I don't trust this person. Then that's already starting to go closer and closer to the toxic side. And so these are the symptoms of a toxic relationship. So they don't they don't characterize entirely a toxic relationship. 
or a friendship. But that's when you know that you're moving away from a holistic one. So your first question should be, okay, can I turn this into a holistic relationship or friendship? And how do I do that? Right? And I can't give you the miracle one-size-fits-all answer. I think it requires a lot of introspection. And so this literally means maybe set aside one hour of your day with a journal and write down what you think about the friendship. And then use that information to figure out what you want to do next. Now, if you think that it's been leaning towards the toxic side for a very long time, and you're really trying and nothing seems to be working, then you might want to apply like some form of conflict resolution because maybe the toxicity is coming from a conflict. So try to make sure there's no miscommunication. Now, if the toxicity is inherent to the friendship itself, then you use your other holistic friendships to help support you and figure out what you, what's going to happen next. Because toxic relationships are very case-to-case basis. They're very difficult. So normally, uh, when you're in a really, really, really bad one that you can't seem to get out of, I'd recommend uh, consulting a guidance counselor. But if it's not to that degree, then try to ask help from your other friends or from people in your life that you really, really trust. Ask help from your holistic relationships. And so, if you look at the imagery I'm trying to present, it's a web of connections. And so, yes, one web might snap or become brittle, but your other webs have to remain strong. And so, that will help get you through, like, most of the issues involved or co- conflict involving toxic people. Wow. Yay. <laughs> and wow. I love that. I love these steps that you mentioned. And it's nice to take note of also because usually in that situation, you don't really know what to do anymore. And you're like, yeah. You're like, I feel like you're stuck. It. Yeah. Like yeah. what you mentioned that you don't want to be stuck there. And I guess like it's in assessing the whole situation, assessing yourself and assessing. Yeah, the whole situation, as I said. Alright, so with that, like, now knowing that conflicts can arise to um, a non-conflict, or <laughs> I can't think of the word, but a non-conflict, and like, it can be fixed, it can be not fixed, and you really just gotta assess. So, I wanna now, now move on to knowing the benefits because you can become friends and build these bridges i want to know the benefits of having to build these bridges these interpersonal relationships with others so what do you have in mind with those okay so i will frame this response particularly in an online setting because like i'm pretty sure we know what we can do with our friends offline you know we can hang out with them maybe we can go to our favorite restaurant maybe we can do a study session together so how do you have stuff like this online, right? Like, how do you have the high points of a friendship online? And so, the first thing I want to say is it requires a bit more creativity than normal. And this might be something that you're like, what? Creativity in a friendship? What? I'm not an art student. No, not that kind of creativity. (laughs) More of, you have to think about unique ways to be able to celebrate your friendship with your friend, right? So this means like, maybe you have a long-lasting friendship, but you've never actually had a heart-to-heart with them. Maybe that that means you should schedule a heart-to-heart with them. Now, that's a very easy example. A more difficult one would be, how do I show my appreciation for my friend who's always there for me? Right? And something I like to do personally is I like to write letters for my friends. Uh, I take time out of my day. And then I will say, okay, I will write a letter for this friend. And I will write it down. And then when the time is right, when the time comes, I send it down. And this way, we're creating new highs that wasn't really present in the past. Like, you didn't really need to like write letters to your friends when we were IRL because you saw them all the time. Or you can have a heart-to-heart person, right? And that's pretty much an open letter of your heart. But online, because of the way things work, we have to try and be more creative in showing our appreciation. And uh, let me tell you that by doing stuff like this, by giving maybe a bit of your time to try and celebrate a friendship 
they will feel celebrated and they'll probably want to celebrate with you as well by giving a bit of their time. So another uh, creative way that some people do friendships is they call until they fall asleep. Like they say, okay, let's do a sleepover. Let's do a sleepover. And then they're on cam. They're on their beds. Like I, I, I went to my CADA Discord one night and then there were just two people on their bed. And I was oh like, my God. what? What are these people doing? And <laughs> I like bonding. tried calling them. They were both asleep. And it seems very ridiculous or it seems so strange. And I bet some of the listeners are like, I'm never gonna do that with my friends. But why not? Like, why not have these small moments of highs, especially in a world where there are so many lows, right? And so, yeah. Through these, like, small events, I mean, I guess you can call them small events, you're able to make a friendship feel like it means a lot more than it does right now. And so for those of you listeners who feel like maybe some of your friendships are falling apart because you haven't seen them in so long, try doing something like this. Maybe make them cookies and send it to them or send them a plush toy to make them feel better. Or again, something that doesn't use money, write them a letter. Or make them a photo card that cheers them on while they're having their finals week. There are so many different creative ways to appreciate your friends. And I feel like it all just starts with thinking about what you want to do for them. So yeah, those are the benefits. Those are the highs. That's cool. Wow. Once again, with a wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That really is so beautiful. Like, you're just being there for them. And that already means so much. Yeah. And I think this is also like something um, we should talk about more. Because when we talk about like, good things we do in our friendships some people might think that oh that's so cringe like why would I do that and all but we have to keep in mind that these are important aspects of our friendships because um, this could be um, like seen as also the foundation of our friendship along with because you also bond with them and through that you also get to build your trust with them and all that so yeah, I think we should, like, even the small things, we should do them. And, I mean, if we can, because, you know, sometimes we get tired and all. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's important to just, you know, message them and just tell them, hey, hope you're having a great day. Just even those small messages, that could, like, bo- not boost your friendship, but, like, maintain your friendship even. It means even. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It, they can be very meaningful. And why these wise men once said, um, it's the little things. And they love all these little things. I don't know if you know these guys, One Direction. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh but my. it's really the little things. <laughs> you will find joys in these. Like, it may be yeah. little for some, but it may be a big thing for the others. Yeah. Yes. If I can quote another singer, the people in Meet the Robinsons, Little Wonders are the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, we love this very quotation. <laughs> yes. So we're. I feel like we're getting a little sabaw, yeah. but maybe we can take another breather, and we have a lot of questions. Have you took a breather? <laughs> so yes, we can inhale, exhale for a little, maybe in five seconds, because we will be right back. Because some people have some questions for our Sir Heavy. Alright, welcome back. And it, this is your sign, whoever is listening, this is your sign to go talk to your friend. And you know what? <laughs> Shoot your shot. Anyways, yeah. going back to wanting to know more, we got a few Q and A questions. I questions. We have some questions for Q and A for our speaker. So one thing that the audience wants to know is how can I work towards reconciling with someone that I dropped out of communication with during this pandemic? Ooh, so that's a very interesting uh, question and a very interesting situation. Sorry, 
Um, so what you want to consider first is what are your communication lines with this person? Can you message them? Can you call them? Um, can you? I don't know. What uh, what what do young people do? Can you discard them? <laughs> Grab them discard. discard people. <laughs> young people. Hey, we're young people. <laughs> yeah. Um. TikTok. And once the pandemic is over, maybe can you, you know, visit them once maybe everyone's vaccinated, right? So, yeah, right. depending on these things, it will change how you go about it. But I think that would be the first question: like, where are your communication lines with this person? How do you contact them? The second one was: why do you? Why did you fall out? And why do you want to make up? So, in a lot of times, no, okay, sorry, not in a lot of times, but sometimes this might be with family members, and because that they're the most like relevant here in this pandemic, because you know you spend the whole day with them, and then they're very loud while you're in your Zoom call, let's say you're reciting for your orals, like, bah, bah, bah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, when it comes to stuff like that, uh, you can apply the conflict resolution ideas, right? mentioned a while ago so be honest with yourself be honest with the other person and try to avoid uh, harmfully manifesting your emotions but depending on the nature of your relationship or friendship that might not be possible in which case sometimes you might have to give yourself closure which is probably the hardest thing like the hardest out of all of that but if none of the methods seem to work you have to understand that this person will continue to live their life and I will continue to live mine. And that's okay. Yeah. Maybe we were friends or maybe we were close for a part of our lives. That part is over for now. Aww. And again, you can leave the door open. Grab <laughs> Bruno Mars. <laughs> but um, you can always leave it open for them to come back to their life if they want to. You cannot force them back, especially if they don't want to listen to you. So yeah, that's what I would say for that question. Oh, so leave the door open, as Bruno Mars said. Well said, well said. Can you try singing? Can you try singing that song? Um, Go Tweety! I'm gonna leave the... Okay, just get it. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> that's just a preview. Watch me set up my own Spotify account, singing yeah. terribly. Catch Trini on Spotify. Right, right. But okay, not today, guys. I won't sing for you yeah. today. But mm-hmm. again, well said. Uh, Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Aside from forcing me to sing, well said. <laughs> well said. All right. right. So, Kara, what is our next question? So, for our next question from the audience, um, one says: During the times when I may need a break from everything and everyone. How do I come back to my friends and make sure that we're still okay, even when I distance myself from them? So, I really like this question. The first thing you have to do is, if you're, if you haven't distanced from them yet, if you haven't taken that break yet, inform them ahead of time. Hey, uh, I, again, like what I mentioned about, hey, I'm really emotionally unavailable this week, or it could be this month. Uh, so I might not be able to reply to your messages. I might not be able to talk to you that much. But I want you to know that I'm still your friend. And when I'm ready, I'll be back and I'll be there for you. So be honest. Again, avoiding conflict. Not in the avoiding conflict way, but uh, making sure that miscommunication doesn't happen. But if, if you weren't able to do that, and again, it's perfectly fine. Sometimes, you know, something happens and we just like, Wanna drop all of our social media? We delete Messenger off of our phone without any explanation. It's okay. If you think that this person is worthwhile being your friend, then wouldn't it be normal that you'd expect them to be understanding? Because again, like there's someone that you're you think is a great person. There's someone that you think uh, is worth investing your time and effort into. So of course, they probably should be understanding of your situation. Now, there are some people that might doubt what I just said. Maybe your friends aren't understand. Maybe they don't care about you. Wait a minute. Parang that doesn't sound likely, right? That sounds a bit extreme. But that's really what it is. The only time they wouldn't really be understanding of your situation. I mean, it's okay for them to be hurt. But for them to 
get really mad and not want to be your friend after you distance yourself for your own mental health. Don't you see there's a bit of a disconnect? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, don't be afraid to hope to reach out your hand again to them after you maybe distance for a while. You should maybe explain your part. Maybe, hey, um, I'm surely having a rough time. Um, I'm really going through a lot and I felt like it wouldn't be fair for me to talk to anyone at that point in time. Or whatever your emotions are. Just be straightforward with them and again, reach out their hand. Now, it's their choice if they want to reach their hand out back. But again, you know that you did your best. And don't blame yourself for not mentioning it sooner because you know how our mind works. Sometimes we don't really have a choice in these things these kinds of things. Sometimes we really just need a break and we can't afford ourselves the mental capacity to message all of our friends, hey, I'm going on a break. And that's okay. It's perfectly fine. Don't blame yourself, but don't blame the other party either. But assuming there's someone that you think is understanding or cares about you, it should be fine. That's my answer to that question. Love that. Love that. Once again, well said. (laughs) Thank you so much for that answer. We have another one, which is, is it bad that I don't always feel the need to be social? Or as someone rephrased it, I'm tired. I don't want (laughs) to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I'm sure maybe some of the audience members are like, okay, all of the advice you gave was good. But they require a social battery. And unfortunately, I don't have that right now. And that's perfectly okay as well. I think what a social battery does is maybe it limits the amount of people you can talk to. Maybe it limits the kinds of people you talk to. For example, there are some people that drain your social battery like a like a water pipe or something like that. And there are some people that re-energize you. So this goes back to making sure you have holistic friendships and you're in a holistic environment. If you trust the people you're talking to, if you can be super open, and if you can really rely on the people that you are friends, on specific friendships, then when you have no social battery, just give them a heads up. Be like, hey, I feel really drained. What do I do? And they'll probably be there for you. They'll either cheer you on, they'll encourage you to take time, and if worse comes to worse, maybe they'll send you like a get well suit present or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. But it's perfectly normal to be tired, perfectly normal to be burnt out. Just make sure you have people that you can communicate this burnout to, because I think the hardest thing is to be socially and emotionally burnt out and be alone. You don't want to feel that too loneliness within our walls here in our rooms and all that. Mm -hmm. And another question from the audience Do you think people have the right to cut you out of their life without any explanation whatsoever? So maybe it's similar to ghosting in a sense? Uh, especially when you've been a bad friend in the past. Okay. So one thing that I want to do is, remember what I said a while ago when people don't reply to you or people seem to you. Don't yeah. see that as a bad thing or don't inherit automatically take it negatively. And you can apply the same thing to ghosting. Ghosting has such a negative and harmful connotation right now, like among us, right? Like, oh, you got ghosted. That that means that something went wrong, right? Yeah. But first, I want to say that sometimes ghosting is what can save a friendship. So what that means is maybe they ghost you for two months, but maybe they come back and maybe they're better. Of course, don't expect them to come back and don't wait for them. But if they come back, you tell them, welcome, I'm happy that you came back, right? Uh, I think that's a better and more healthy way of viewing ghosting because if you look at all of the different reasons to ghost someone, there are like one, two, three, four, five, six, I'm not gonna name all of them, right? 
Like maybe they didn't like talking to you, maybe they were emotionally burnt out, maybe they had family problems, maybe they had academic problems, maybe they didn't have Wi-Fi, maybe, right? Like there are so many reasons. Maybe your message got buried, maybe. I, I can keep going. And so it would be unfair to pin the blame of ghosting on either you or on them when there are 17 or 20 other reasons for them to have ghosted. So that's the first thing I want to tackle. Just because you were ghosted or just because you were phone quote, cut off is not immediately bad. Now, in the way the fr- question is phrased, it's like, oh, my friend cut me off. So it seems like you had some indication that they cut you off, right? Whether that means they unfollowed you on social media because that's the worst thing you can do to a person, right? Or they blocked you on Twitter or they aren't replying to your messages. You have some indication that they cut you off. The first thing you do is give time to yourself to grieve. Um, because maybe you were hurt. Maybe it feels unfair. Maybe you don't think you deserved it. Maybe you're mad at the world for letting this happen. Let yourself grieve. Because potentially you lost a friend. Maybe they might come back, as I said. But you have to emotionally process what you just experienced. Once you emotionally process it, then you start to think, Okay, did I do something wrong? And let me be the first to tell you, even if you did, that's okay. We are humans. Like we make so many mistakes every day. Uh, in my sock side quiz, I made how many mistakes? Uh, <laughs> right? And you can apply the same thing to friendships. Like you, may, you can make mistakes. And if they cut you off without any warning, without any reason, or without giving you any reason. You have to let yourself be okay with that. It's fine for them to cut you off without any reason because you will be the one to give yourself closure. Yeah. You will be the master of your own emotions. And stuff, right? Yeah. Maybe you gave them your heart in the past, but now you have it back. So you gotta take Aww. care. Oh man. Okay. So the reason why I went on like this super long tangent is because I don't like the way this, this question is worded. Do you think people have the right to cut you out of their First off, they don't have the right to reply to you. True. So True. That's, that's not the an first obligation. Thing. It's not an obligation. Even in committed romantic relationships, there's no commit like there's no requirement. Maybe it's a socially agreed upon commitment, but it's not like they're gonna wake up and then their body's being forced to the computer to reply to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So That's why maybe a better way to think of it would be appreciate every message that they send. And when they stop sending you messages, okay, that's fine. But I appreciated our time together. I appreciated our friendship for what it was. And try not to be too bitter because that bitterness can, again, shut the door. Like, what if they stop replying to you? So you block them. And then they return like a month later and they're like, oh, I'm blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk right? to you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So this is a way of avoiding overthinking while still processing your emotions. Letting yourself feel, but don't let it demonize the person. Don't hate them for it. Because who knows? Maybe it's your fault. Maybe it's theirs. Or maybe it's one of the 20 other reasons why they stopped talking to you. Truth. Truth. Bible, yes. <laughs> My <Period>. drop. <laughs> okay, wow. That really made me see a different perspective. I used to, you know, overthink as one usually does, and yep, feel bad. For, yeah, same. You know, maybe I ghosted, or maybe just <laughs> one person ghosted me and it affected me. But okay, I'm gonna leave my door open. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's go Bruno yeah. Mars. <laughs> Bruno Mars, I only know Javi Mars. <laughs> hey. Oh my god, Trini. Okay, okay. I Bob see. Del Mundo? Nah. <laughs> I only know him. Okay, okay. Anyways, going back, going back. Um, you said all these beautiful, preachable, quotable lines that definitely will stick to everyone listening i'm sure it's stuck to us here yeah. right now and lastly for a last question kind of 
if you could summarize your main message in about three to seven words, what would it be and why those words? Okay. So three to seven. Yes. <laughs> okay, so it's a challenge. Bruno Mars. Okay. I guess the, the first one would be, sorry, not the first one, but my message would be appreciate one word appreciate your friends while they are there seven months wow, oh, wow. wow. very yeah. wise words because you reach out their hand your hand and they grabbed onto it maybe one day they'll let go maybe one day you'll let go but for now you're holding hands that's what matters Aww. oh my gosh Okay, I will be keeping that in mind from here on. Javi <laughs> Shakespeare. Wow. No, no, no. You're so, not any. Those of you in the audience, ah, who do you want to hold hands with? You're Javi the. Boy, kayo ah. Friends lang, friends lang. Yeah, gaba. Wow, wow, that was beautiful. Yeah. This whole record, this whole podcast was. Definitely one of a kind. It's very yeah. interesting, very great learnings, wisdom that we got today from our very esteemed guests. Indeed, I see, I see. So, um, yeah, so for today, we talked about relationships, personal conflicts, that as I mentioned earlier, this is something that's not talked about, ironically, with our relationships right. with our friends. And I think that we needed this. I mean, Definitely. you and me and all of the listeners. This is something that is ha- that has been well needed. Um, given that we are in the middle of a pandemic, some relationships have been unstable and inconsistent. And social distancing and isolation has definitely had um, an impact on our lives and our relationships as well but we hope that this doesn't this oh my god cut <laughs> okay uncut <laughs> but we hope that this doesn't stop us from persevering and improving our bridges with those most important to us yes and it's fascinating and inspiring once again to talk about these issues and matters like like these coming from especially a student's perspective. And that's very important because I feel like a lot of our listeners may be students. Yeah. And like I said, much needed, much needed. And it validates me and others that so many Hopefully others people too. undergo the same same vibe. Same vibe, yes? Yeah. Yes, it's all about the vibe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. And like the stuff we tackled today actually have been like problems I have been thinking about that I did not know how to surpass. But same, same. yeah, now I at least know what to do. Thank you, Javi, truly, <laughs> for truly. being here with us. I'm yeah. very lucky that I can help. Wow, thank you. And Yes, so this also, I also still have a lot to learn and improve on with regard to my interpersonal relationships. And thank you once again for helping us figure this out for ourselves. So, any last words, Javi, before we wrap this all up? I love the impression of last words because it implies (laughs) that I'm not going to say anything else. But yeah, to all of you, those who are listening. You know, why don't you do something nice for someone in your life today? It can be something small like messaging them, or it can be something big like making that making one of your family members a meal. But try doing that, and hopefully that you get a smile in return. Aww, that was so beautiful. Very wholesome. Thank you once again. Wow, we said so many thank yous. Yeah. But thank you once again, and that wraps up the fourth. And final episode of Ateneo Psyche's oh. groundbreaking new podcast series on emotional intelligence. Wow, what an adventure this 
has been. Truly. Yeah, that is true. It really has been quite an adventure. Being able to spend my time with such interesting speakers and with you, Trini, and sharing all this with our listeners has been an awesome experience. It ended up being quite fun, actually. It really did. It really did. And let's let's not get too nostalgic. I mean, senti vibes, but (laughs) this might be the last episode for this quarter, for this school year, but... Hopefully, and certainly, it's not the end. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, that is right. And who knows, there may be more EQ and U episodes in the future. After all, sharing experiences, knowledge, and promoting safe discourse regarding mental health is a major part of what Psyche does, whether through podcasts like this or other projects. But before we go, just remember, the best kind of relationships are those where you can healthily resolve your conflicts. And for the last time this school year, Hey, I'm Trini Daka from 2VS Psychology. And I am Kara Rodia from 2AB Psychology. And this has been EQNU School Year 2020-2021. Now taking a break.